0: G'day everyone, welcome to Porsche Talk Podcast. I'm Mark from the YouTube channel Mark and Cars, and I'm joined with my co-host, as always, Ajmal. G'day, Ajmal.
1: Hello, yes, I'm Ajmal from the Flat Cap Driver channel, and uh, we're going to talk about all things, anything and everything, and whatever comes to our minds. How about it's... Porsche? Can we talk Porsche a little bit? Well, I think last, last week it went quite off topic, didn't it?
0: quite a lot it's it's interesting how um much our conversation is varying wouldn't you agree yes i think but i think that's a good thing because you know when we have guests
1: on like we've had james lara and lee and whoever we've had on it's um because we're not interviewers no. so we're not going to sit there and go oh you know where did you start out on your journey or blah blah, blah whatever it might be we just Say whatever comes to
0: our minds. We're and, conversationalists, oh, like Ajmal. Uh, let's call ourselves conversationalists.
1: I like that. Yeah. I was going to say Crap cunning honors. linguist, but that's probably not the right thing to say, is it? Probably not. Can you say a cunning linguist? <laughs> I'm not that cunning. Huh? But
0: we could be linguists. See, we've gone off topic already. Hey, um, talk about... <laughs> let's talk about how the podcast is performing, because I did some homework this week, which is incredibly yeah. out of character, but I thought it would be pretty interesting to, you know, those six listeners that listen to us each week. And um, Hello to all of those six listeners. Yeah, all of them. So I'd, lo- I'd love to share some of the information with them. And I want to do some of the standard podcast things that I, I thought would have some value. Um, okay. Since we've started uh, Porsche Talk with you and I co-hosting. Yep. We've, um, as of this afternoon, top, just topped over 1.7K downloads, which I'm pretty happy with. And yeah. you might be surprised to hear where our largest audience is. Is it, let me guess, is it Italy? It's actually USA.
1: Get out. I'm so That makes me so happy. <laughs> I love that.
0: I thought you'd oh. like it. Oh, that'd be right up yeah, your alley
1: I, I do because I feel like there's just there's so much more enthusiasm for the motor car as a concept and I know that there's so many enthusiasts there and they're all wrench and there's so many
0: barns still undiscovered and there's so many <laughs> roads and it's yeah that makes me so happy yeah I, I, I knew you would enjoy it the um overall the next biggest audience is actually the UK then Australia so it's pretty interesting um now, USA is bigger than UK UK and Australia together. So all you crazy Americans, thank you very much for listening. It's been... Yeah, thank yep, you. We appreciate it. Um, That's been my day. Oh, good to hear. I've had some um, new reviews, which I've shared with you anyway, but I thought it would be worthwhile um, reading out and sharing with the listeners. they none of the essays, but it's a worthwhile, um, in my opinion, worthwhile to share with us. And... Um, the best one we had was a five-star one from someone in Great Britain, and the title of the review was A New Porsche Podcast Star is Born. And the review is the decision for Mark and Ajmal to team up was inspired two Porsche enthusiasts who chat away naturally and provide engaging and humorous content. I don't think your wives would agree, Ajmal. No. Mark and Ajmal Definitely. sound like they have been broadcasting for years, and Ajmal has a particularly natural style for podcasting. The audio is clear and clean, but a bit more volume in the output, please, chaps. I hope Porsche Talk continues to grow. And most importantly, I hope the episodes are released consistently. Congratulations on a great podcast. And that is from someone from Surrey, which...
1: Oh, what's the name? What's the name?
0: Just initials, CK. Oh, CK. Thank you, CK. Yeah, thanks, CK. Great one. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, had had a new one come through a couple of days ago. From someone called Tips911, new format rocks, like the new format oh. with Ajmal, an interesting guest brings a great entertainment factor and a point of difference to some other Porsche related podcasts. Keep it up. Thanks, Tips911. Appreciate oh, it. Tips911. Brilliant. Yeah. And a friend of both of ours, Todd, Stone City Outlaw. Todd, oh, Todd. is half a chance you'll listen, I reckon. Love Todd. Yeah, he's definitely one of the six people that listen. Yeah. Mark and Ajmal love have paired up and are definitely hitting on all four cylinders. Go three five sixes. He didn't put nine yeah, twelve, yeah. by the way. I really enjoy listening to them talk cars, mainly Porsche. Laugh at each other and themselves. So, Todd, thank you for that. Thank you, Todd, and Todd. We want some update on the three five six. But let's When's get. Why don't we get Todd on? Even if only yeah, for a few minutes you. of the podcast. So get, let's yeah. just get. Hey, Todd, it's time for a rein. Okay, so we're going to get tied in and give us an update on what's going on with that, with the Stone City Outlaw. Absolutely. So anyway, the three most recent um, reviews overall, we're getting consistently five stars. If anyone out there is actually listening and half thinking about giving us a review, it really does help us to move up the charts. And talking about the charts, the podcast has peaked in the USA at number 77 under Auto Content, top 100. In a country where there's thousands, I think that's not bad for us, right? I'm happy about that. Unless someone comes back and says there's
1: only 78.
0: <laughs> or is it What Microsoft if there's 76? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm really happy about that. The US aspect of it has made me really happy. The We've peaked at number 17 in Great Britain. Auto podcast. Not bad. 17. Yeah. 17. Yeah, one seven. Yeah, no. Whoa. By the way, I should explain to
1: the listeners, anyone who's not watching any video, if we put the video out, is that there's gaps in the audio because Mark is swigging out a beer.
0: Yeah. It's actually a Little Creatures <laughs> beer. Look, I'll share it with the uh, video watchers. Little Creatures is a West Australian brewery. I think, you it, I think it got bought out by some big brewery company, but it's down the road for me. I'm a sympathiser. Pale Ale. Oh. For those of you who haven't tried it, you should. Pale Ale. Unless can't. there is a beer maker that would like to sponsor the channel we're open to it you open to it i'm open to
1: it i would be so do you know what that's you kind of cut me off there and i'm glad you did because i was about to just go i really don't like ale (laughs) (laughs) you don't (laughs) i don't drink ale i don't drink beer much beer in the in the in the summer when it's really
0: Really what? Oh you've frozen on me, Asmal. What's going on? So you back? Ooh, wait till you see this video. No, nothing? Oh. Hello? ashmal is this karma for I'm some back. You're back? Can you hear me? i Am back? Yes. Yes, I hear that, you. That is the universe. Punishing you for not liking beer? Oh my
1: goodness! It's it's the internet gods,
0: <laughs> the gods of broadband. Yep, I That's don't know if you or me, mean, but ooh. firstly, listeners and watchers, sorry. Um, yep. Okay, look, it doesn't have to be a Italy. beer sponsor. I'm okay with a prosecco sponsor. That would be amazing, an Italian aspect to it. Yeah, all all four of you Italian listeners, if any of you own a vineyard in and air, we're keen. Yes, we'll come and do a podcast from there. From the Vineyard, in fact, why don't we?
1: Yeah, we should. Do you think there would be anyone listening if we just sat and gradually got
0: drunk on said Prosecco? Yeah, it'd probably be our best listened to podcast. I feel like we're kind of, you know,
1: speaking out, storyboarding our ideal Podcast. scenario where we'll be sponsored by, <laughs> we're sponsored by a Prosecco company. They're going to fly us over to Italy and then ply us with Prosecco while we're recording. This,
0: this stuff's right in itself. Oh. It does to happen. Oh. It doesn't even need us. I know. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so where was I? Oh, what was I talking about? Oh, the... We're um. talking about Ale. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Now, before that, I got distracted. We are talking Todd, Stone mm. City. Charts. We are talking charts. Reviews. Oh, that's pretty much all I got. Oh. <laughs> how, about the, how about the message I sent you that was sent to me from a listener today? That What happens if you spell Porsche wrong when you're looking for our podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> how is that? Wow. So, just for how listeners out there, wrong? please don't. But if you do happen to miss the S in the word Porsche when you start typing and type Porch Talk instead of Porsche Talk on iTunes, It brings up a couple of Porch Talk Swingers couple-swapping podcasts. So that was pretty funny, I thought. It was um, a bit of sideshow entertainment that was very surprising. There could be people listening to this going, there's not much swinging
1: going on on this podcast (laughs) if they've they've searched for the wrong one.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's like they could do a typo the other way around. And they look at that stuff and they find us. While while we're on that, the person that sent that through to me—not a car enthusiast, however—enjoyed the podcast, nonetheless. No, no. All right. Um, Just stumbled across us and enjoyed it. The they mentioned to me that you look nothing like a bus driver. I'm going to take that as a compliment. We're trying to explain
1: different flat cap.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that as a compliment. that I don't look like a bus driver.
0: Yeah. Sorry, any bus hey, drivers I out don't... there? Right, you know the yes. Yeah, they, yeah, they. The, it, was, it was a lot of confusion. You know, the the name Ajmal didn't look like it didn't look like a pasty northerner. You know, middle age. Yeah, bus driver. exactly. So, and, and
1: we're an inclusive community. Of course, of course. So you're a bus driver. <laughs>
0: So that's all the stats stuff I've got for you today. Anyway, I thought that was pretty entertaining about what's been happening with the podcast. Anyway, out yeah, and about.
1: No, that um, makes me happy because you know when we're recording and we're, when it goes out, and you know we're talking to people on Instagram or whatever it might be. Um, I never really think about, oh, is anybody listening to it? And when someone is, I'm always pleasantly surprised. So, which is quite nice. Well, and, we should you know, we
0: could fix that by. Anyone listening who hasn't yet, the video for our podcast, I was requested to include the videos for our podcast and publish them, which Ar- Ajvah is going to do from this one is our first published video of a podcast.
1: We'll keep no, you posted. assuming post- the
0: recording. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you posted as to, I don't know if we're going to, are we going to create a new YouTube channel for this? No, I'll just check out mine. Okay. mine. Okay. Check out mine. Sure. So, Flat cap driver, check it out. Subscribe, so you get, and click the notifications bell, so that you do actually get notified when, firstly, Ajmal gets in a hazmat suit, or if we are going to upload another podcast, push, talk podcast, which we've been pretty consistent. We're going we're going weekly at the moment, which I think yeah, we are. I think consistency is the key with podcasting, isn't it? It is. I think we went a bit, we went a
1: bit too quick out the blocks because we've got guests lined up kind of week after week didn't we
0: yes and i and think this caught. we need this break from a guest so that people can yeah just listen to us and,
1: and i think it on. needs to be every other week you're right every other week we just you and i need to crap on as you like to call it <laughs> <laughs> and because yeah because i just pinged out to a load of people oh fancy coming on to our, and i think you did the same and they all said yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm very <laughs> excited
0: about right? next week's guest. By the way, everyone, who I'm not going to share so with you listeners who it's going to be, just because the way the world is, inevitably it won't it won't happen. Yeah. So we'll just we'll run with it. But trust us, if you can tune in next week as well, you'll enjoy the uh, conversation. I'm, I'm super excited, and it's probably less to
1: do with his Porsche credentials, rather more to do with his occupation. I'm excited about learning, Great. hearing about. How he does stuff. And this stuff's not making any sense to anybody listening because they don't know what we're I'll talking about. I'll tell you about. what,
0: though. <laughs> he does come across as a very cool cat. I don't know if I'm cool enough. To oh, hear. he's super cool. He, he's, you know, just, I wish I was as cool as him. He's, he's just oozes. He's the sort of guy that yeah. lives. He's the sort of guy that lives in grainy black and white. That's how cool he is. I think you've given away who it is now. No, nah, there's no way anyone's going to guess who it is. Yeah. Anyway. Prob- probably Other than the fact it is a he, right? Um, yeah. If he identifies as such. The... Um, I had a pretty interesting, I overheard a conversation between some nine and 10 year old boys while I was picking up my daughter, riding, cycling home from school today. Are we allowed to say this? Yeah, for sure. They were were on (laughs) okay. And it was, um, we were approaching an intersection and there was a very nice crayon Cayman S that pulled up to the intersection with a fully modified exhaust system on it. The thing sounded like it belonged on the Nürburgring at 9,000 RPM, right? Is there any way to describe it. Wow. Great colour, great spec. Looked like it was probably lowered a little bit. So it was, you know, it was a full car experience. And one of the boys, I know their age because one of them is in my daughter's year at school, right? Yeah. And um, the other two boys were in the other Year four of her school. And um, one of them says, wow, look at that car. And one of the other boys says, that's a Cayman, you idiot. Right. So it was just nice to see that a young boy or girl, if it was a girl, has enough enthusiasm at that age in four cars still, like I did, and I'm sure like you did when you were a kid, that he knew it was Cayman. But this gets better. There were three kids, right? The other one says... Don't call him an idiot. You're an idiot. It's a Cayman S. Oh, he turned it up. He turned it up to eleven. turned it up to the next level. I'm sitting there watching this whole thing happen. Right, I'm on my bike waiting for the at the intersection for the car to go around it. Man, it was classic. But yeah, these are like nine and ten year olds having this conversation, and I'm sitting there listening, going, "Yes, we have hope out there of a generation of car enthusiasts."
1: Well, my my daughter is a super nerd about everything. She's mm-hmm. seven and so she anything she sees she remembers i wish i had a memory like hers and she knew so she got my brother got her some book a to of cars so she ah, knew everything of course and so any logo that you see car logo she'll recognize it yep and then we're sat in traffic and she sat there quietly and a pickup truck pulled up next to us and she looks over and she goes oh that's a mitsubishi l200 and I went, what? And she went, yeah, it's a Mitsubishi L200. And I went, why'd you know that's an L200? And she went, well, it's got a Mitsubishi sign on the side. And she said, and the truck is advertised on a television program that I watch online. Really? <laughs> yeah, the program, it's called The Zoo, is sponsored okay. by Mitsubishi L200. That's and I was just like, What? She literally does. We've we've been into dealerships and things like that. She's she's hilarious. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I do like the fact that children are now taking an interest because I always feel like I'm a generation out, and the you know the cars that you and I love, and everybody that we have on here love, are they all going to die and disappear and no one's ever going to know that they have existed because the generations coming just aren't interested in driving, aren't interested in combustion engines, they think we're killing the planet and they're going to be driving around in driverless cars like
0: in what was that movie called? Total Recall. Mm. Have you seen Total Recall? I'll tell you what one was scarier and that was Minority Report.
1: Oh, yeah. But that is minority report is one that's coming true we're going off on a segue everybody this is going to happen uh, but, but that's really going to happen you know the whole thing about pre-crime yes do you remember the thing in the movie yeah, yeah, about pre-crime yeah, yeah. and then also do you know when Tom Cruise has his eyes changed
0: yes he's I know. not recognized yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: and and they re- as he walks into a shop they recognize yeah, who course, he is yeah. and he's, he's some Japanese man mm-hmm. suddenly because he's got the eyes of a Japanese yeah, man yeah. And that's what's happening. Our faces are being recognised everywhere and they're working out how old you are, your gender, and uh, whether you're in a database somewhere and customising stuff for you, and I don't like that.
0: I came, I look, I work in retail, okay? And I used to own my own business. It was a medium-sized retail business, multiple locations, about 70 employees, right? And I was approached by a company who have some technology that they wanted to develop with us in our retail space. And that involved mm. essentially tracking people's mobile phones, SIM cards, as they come into your premises. And that once yep. you sell something to them and record that number, you link that number to them. So anytime they come in in the future, you know who's coming in the shop. Yep. Right. I know that this tech got experimented with a major supermarket chain over here and they have like a i'm sure you've got something similar in the UK like a fly buys or a card that you accumulate points when you shop at that place if you show a card yeah. and you can then get a $20 voucher when you've spent when yeah. you've spent $4000 with them or something it's like a that like frequent what, frequent buyer card yeah, thing Okay. yeah if you have that card and you need to put your mobile number as a contact for being a card holder and a member, when you walked in this supermarket, you instantly got a text to say, Welcome, here are today's specials in the supermarket. And the government has since, this is about three or four years ago, this or so, the government over here in Australia has since said, Yeah, that, I don't like that. You know, so it's not a thing that took off, if you know what I mean. They, they introduced legislation to manage this so that the privacy. Part of it would be maintained to a degree. I'm relatively open to the idea of it. I don't. I don't I'm not convinced about privacy. Is there many other ways that you know people, comp, you know, compromise their, their privacy without real, realising it? That I don't know if this was going to be that breaking point. You know, but regardless, it's a uh, It's an interesting conundrum. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because again, we're still not talking about Porsches, but
1: but the I I work in like a. customer experience yep so not not in the retail space but more in the technology that's available to make it a reality so Mm -hmm. whether that's retail finance whatever it might be banks insurance everything and it's more to do with how you contact organizations yeah and one of them is that thing about you know over in, in the eu there's a thing called gdpr and it's how companies retain and use your data and whether they're allowed to retain it and whether you say, actually, I don't want you to have my data.
0: Well, just about every website <laughs> in the world had to change their rules a couple of years ago. Everyone got hit with it, didn't they?
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so now every time you go on, you have to go either accept or reject or, yeah. or, or go through and toggle. It's complete
0: pain off. in the ass.
1: It absolutely is. But the, but the thing is, originally it was supposed to be to allow you to control where your data goes and who has it. And companies would always push the boundaries of what they took. Got it. And, you know, they pushed yep. that envelope of how much they could have and use. Yep. Not against you, but to try and, you know, tailor ads and things like that towards yep. you. But then as this thing that came in to protect you and give you greater control, well, companies just thought, actually, no. I actually, let's, let's just be really bold about it. If you want to use my service, you need to give me all of your data. So the likes of Facebook and Instagram and Instagram, companies like that you can't just say you can have none of my data you've got to give some of it and you know when you go into instagram a little blue arrow comes up in the top left means it's checking your location yeah 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 and it's the one you know where you're talking to your friend about you know Mm -hmm. i want i've oh have you seen that swinging app that just came up when i was looking for my porsche talk thing well next minute you're getting i'm gonna get swinger ads now (laughs) on my instagram your honor that's (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) anyway the thing that I was going to talk about going back to Porsche. sorry just to segue back again is when you said hazmat suit
0: yes I consciously threw that in there because of your Instagram post this week
1: yes so this week now if anybody who's listened before they'll know that I've got this boxster that's festering in the corner of my driveway under a cover with the window open and it's winter here the hydroponic setup I mean the boxster hydroponic setup yes a uh, shroom growing environment and <laughs> so uh on saturday a few days ago i went and removed said cover and oh my god it's a i'm fighting the urge to gag now just thinking about it it was crusty as in a proper green vegetation growing on the steering wheel across every most on the black surfaces with the rubberized finish Ajmal, before it, you go any further
0: on this topic, yep. right? I watched it. I watched your post. You're real, okay? <laughs> yeah. Mate, you're about as hard as fairy floss. I don't reckon that was that bad. That's about a twenty minute job cleaning that up with bleach. Not when you
1: see it though. It's the camera takes twenty pounds off that greenery. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, so yeah, I had okay. to get yeah. it's, it's a biohazard but the thing is I went and got so I had to hook up the battery to the car because the battery's sure. been out of the car and the window's been open so I just wanted to get the window back up so I hook up the battery and then what I do is I clean loads of it up and then I take the roof down Yeah. and I just let it breathe clean everything up I bleach it with did kitchen it it antibacterial uh, no because it's not road legal uh, but I did fire it up good and do you know when you fire it up and you go that sounds really quite sweet it still sounds really good <laughs> and i move it it's the corner of the driveway yeah and i move it you know like five meters back to a more open space rock and open the doors and getting an out i can't thing. believe you did drive it i
0: would have driven the thing
1: oh no i can't because it's not road legal and there's camera's everywhere that detects your number plate over here take it off but no that's
0: worse and what how are they going to find you the, the, the fuzz, the rozzers, they'll, they'll know. <laughs> oh Mate, you're a risk taker. How can you it's be not, so it, conservative it's, it's, in some aspects of your life, yet go out and buy something like this with money?
1: I'd be all right in my 911, but in my box day, if I tried to go around a bend really quickly, I'd be you know, backwards in a hedge or around a tree. You're rattled by this car. I am. Honestly, it's really you know got me off kilter, this one. But what I did was I moved it sort of five metres back and I left it running and all the dials, you know, steamed up and things yeah, like yeah. that. And it's sounding sweet, so I clean it all up with this bleach. Some of the rubberized finishes coming off, but I don't care. And then <clears throat> I'm sat in it and i rev it a little bit. And I think, oh, that sounds really nice. And then I move it the five metres back and the check engine light came on.
0: You know, the easiest solution in the world to check engine lights is a globe removal. A what? Globe removal. Oh what, just take the take the thing out. No, hey, has, no, tell me about no. the check engine. Tell me about the check engine light in your nine twelve. Uh, no, that just stops working. There's no check. It's the same <laughs> my 356, right? It's the same <laughs> the, M- the MG used to have, right? Check engine lights are a
1: myth. Uh, no, it's quite good for telling you that you need to get it checked. So, like, you know, when a coil pack goes or something like that. Mate, it's they're nannies. Don't
0: worry about it. Well, I'm not. Any listeners out there agree it. with me? Let let us know. Get in touch with us. I reckon you should ignore it.
1: <laughs> no, I I would if it was um, if it didn't affect the driving. Yep. And it just carried on working. I'd keep driving it, which is what I did the last time it came on, and it just went off after about three or four cycles. Whereas when it came on in my 911, it was obviously it was a call pack because it started stuttering immediately. Um, So I I I think it's a good indicator of something happening. No, I don't like the fact. I've been
0: wanting to drop this bomb for a long time, and now's the time. Okay, go on, do it. How, firstly, to justify what I'm about to say, particularly particularly for Mercedes and BMW owners, right? Mm. How many times do you hear of people saying, "Check engine light came on, I just turned the car off and on again, it went away." Often. You'd have to agree, right? Yes. I've done that so many times when we had an RDA. Right. Okay. Yep. That's the start of this conversation. I suspect, I love a conspiracy theory, <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> the company does something in the background that triggers a thing occasionally in the hope that you're going to go to their service centres to get it addressed. And they're going to say that's five grand, please, or whatever the number is. It might not be five grand, but you know, while you're there, you probably needed that oil change, and it's only two thousand miles until your next service, so let's do it now while you're here. Blah blah blah. All right? Because know, your nine twelve doesn't have one. Yeah, and miraculously runs. It's yeah, just, my, my nine twelve. It's is a doubt hanging. trigger. That's what that engine. Don't get me wrong. It could very well be justified, you know, if you drop a rod bearing or something, okay? Get it, right? But we're talking yeah, you don't cases here. Yeah, you don't need a check engine light for that, though, do you? <laughs> As you don't in your 912. <laughs> now, the <laughs> – <Yeah. laughs> but the point I'm making is the amount of talk you hear of check engine lights and, like, how many people just reset problems on their own cars when they've got one of those dongles or caristas or whatever you call them that plug into their yeah. OBD2. It's just proof that the whole thing's a myth. Well, the thing is, there's, there's this hypersensitivity
1: to not newer, but you know, anything that's 25 years old. Yeah, exactly. So, when I, I'd read about so I, in the summer, I was driving up to the Fried Eggs event that Lee Sibley hosts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was about 100 miles away. Sure. And it was, you know, 38 degrees that day. This is in the 996, really isn't it? In the 996, yeah. yeah. And it's re- that that's really hot for over here. And that I'm is stuck hot. On, it's hot anywhere, 38 yeah, degrees. But well, I'm stuck in the motorway behind a big fat lorry um, and you know the car suddenly goes from bang in the middle temperature to two thirds yeah. of the way and it's fixed there at two thirds of the way. I think, oh, what's wrong with that? So I turn the, like you know, yeah. Blower. Yeah, turn the blower up to full blast and it comes back down and then I turn the blower off and obviously it's hot and I'm blowing hot air onto my face. <laughs> so, it, so I turn it back off and it, and it goes back up to two thirds and it stays at two thirds. And, and I think, well, it's not getting any worse. So just carry on. So I carry on driving the rest of the 75 miles there. I drive back the hundred miles that same day with it at two thirds. And I do a bit of Googling, but I, I see some people who go, Oh, it's actually gone a degree over. And I had the car trailer to the garage. Yeah. Now I think I, I would never, ever do that. I think the car cannot be that sensitive. how, you know, rubbish would this car be that if it's gone one degree over, it's something catastrophic and it's gonna blow up. Whereas and when I took it to Jack, my friend Jack, and he just went he instantly knew what was wrong with it. And he went, Oh, one of your fan relays is gone. So when the fan comes on to keep it in the middle, that relay is gone. So it waits till the next one and yeah. then it comes on. And that's why it's not going above that. And he just and he changed it that same day, changed the fan, changed the relay, done. Um, and and I said to him, "Well, does it matter that it's that hot? Because you know the forums, everyone's going mental." And he went, "Don't read forums."
0: <laughs> <laughs> he said, "You phone me when you get stuck." And, no, hang <laughs> on. listeners, please and watchers, you do have to read forums if they're suggesting to listen to Porsche Talk podcast.
1: Yes, but uh, everything else, get
0: forums. <laughs>
1: yeah, because in forums, in forums, if they're suggesting you should listen to this this podcast, it's probably me or Mark. <laughs> <laughs> under a fake name <laughs> yeah I, um
0: what's your username what's the username recommended oh cap flat driver <laughs> yeah oh, oh, no, or was it, oh no kark and mars <laughs> yeah
1: exactly that, that is exactly what it's going to be that's the only way we're going to get listeners yeah. isn't
0: it fair fair yeah we
1: get, mm. so do you know how can we get do you think we should get magnus walker I messaged him and he doesn't. He doesn't care. I'm, I'm like a. I'm, I'm like a thingy, you know. I'd hate what to think
0: that high-profile people in our Porsche community yeah. would have that concept that they're any better than anyone else. No, they wouldn't, would they? I'd, but no, we, I'd but hate we, to we think would... that happens, right? Because yeah, the Porsche is the people sports car. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Okay. It's a very inclusive community. It is. I agree with that. Right. Now, yeah. yeah. he may be too busy to respond to your messages. Okay. We just need to – we need some leverage. We need to find some um, – <laughs> some, some, uh, someone that's going to put a good word in for us or – some compromising photos that we were going to send. I thought you were us. going to
1: say, I thought you were going to lead with that compromising photos and blackmailing into, I don't know if we should say that out loud. Yeah. No, okay. If we won't If anyone has any that. compromise, if anyone has any compromising <laughs> photos Magnus
0: Walker, get in touch. No. Well, what are you going to ask him? Let's say he listens to this. Let's say someone says, did you hear those two turkeys that want to get you on their <laughs> podcast? Right. And he goes, well, what were they talking about? That might say, well, you go and listen, tell us. Ajmal, what do you want to talk to Magnus about? I want to talk to him about beard maintenance. No, Sheffield. That's where he's from. What do you, so, you just want to talk ge- geography.
1: No, it's, it, there's, there's, there's lots of things that I want to talk to him about. Obviously, the urban outlaw thing, customization. Yeah, well, he hasn't so is that all you got? That's all standard stuff. But yeah. then he posted a picture of fish and chips, and, and the chips still had the skin on. That's not, and I went, that's not natural. I that, went, that's American or something, is it? Well, no, no. I was like, dude, you're embarrassing your family back in Sheffield. Don't do that. Take that off. <laughs> <laughs> that's not
0: – they don't sell those in Sheffield. And if get right. a post – maybe, you know, maybe that's all the fish and chips you can get in downtown LA. No. You know, do you know there's a thing, right? Uh, who I would eat I fish and look, chips in LA? I
1: would. If well, I lived going to find them. No, but if I was to go there – For a holiday, Mm -hmm. then I'm not going to eat fish and chips. I eat fish and chips at home. But if I was living there, I'd need fish and chips every now and again. I do like a good fish and chip. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, when you go on holiday, well, if you go on holiday in Europe,
0: you're going to eat European food.
1: Yeah. But they always do this thing where they advertise English tea. Okay. Oh, English tea. And you go, well, it's morning. I've had my coffee. Do you know what? I'm going to have. English tea and it, and it's not English tea it's just some kind of tea it's tea that's not English
0: well we see we have this whole yeah you know, the cafe scene here in Australia is ludicrous right if you go if look my wife is a tea drinker she's not a coffee drinker right I there must be 12 teas to pick from when you go to a cafe over here is that like that there yeah same
1: same same with the coffees and also See, there's a place, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, Caffeine and Machine. Yeah, I do know it, yeah. Yeah, and they
0: do some great events. I actually have a work colleague who the owner of that place was the best man at his wedding.
1: No. Yeah.
0: I don't know the work colleague that well. He's in the same company as me and I've spoken to him probably half a dozen times in the last six months. But uh, he said, oh, do you know know Caffeine Machine? I said, oh, definitely know Caffeine Machine, yeah. That's the converted pub, isn't it? Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. so we should get Phil McGovern on. Well, you know what I we think. should do? We should do a podcast for me. We should. You you could be here by, like, Saturday, Sunday, right? Back in the day, pre-COVID, from Perth, I could leave Perth 6am, arrive Europe 8pm same day.
1: You know, that messes in my head because when, you know, when we were talking to Lara about yeah, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> doing
1: the podcast and I was sat on the sofa with my head in my hands and my wife was like, what's going on? And I went, I've got to do a podcast with Mark who's eight hours ahead and Lara, who's eight hours and I can't work out what time I'll be talking to them.
0: Can you do me a <laughs> favour? Can you do me a favour? Just say, just let me know what time they can do it and I'll come back to you with the, the way the globe works, okay? We both have our strengths as well. Right now it's sounding like time management isn't yours.
1: No, it's not, because we're gonna have another guest
0: in a couple of weeks. In, woods, in a couple of weeks. And
1: he is seven hours behind. So it's gonna be tricky again across three time zones, three continents, and, and <laughs> once again we'll be talking to you in the future. You could you could come back and yeah, you come over here
0: and be here. Same time we're talking to you, wasn't there something like that that they did with? Um, remember back in the 80s when they had the whole um world uh, what was it, the um event for um Africa, the Music for Africa event? Oh, Live Aid, Live Aid, that's it. And like Phil yeah. Collins performed in both New York and London, and he was on yeah, like the same time at both places because he got a Concord that he. Oh, that booked himself so he could be at both of the events at a certain time or something like that.
1: Well, you know, I don't remember the 80s because, you know, oh. I was very young. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're brand new. Yeah, I'm brand new. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I'm not actually because someone said to How me. "What are um, you, Ashma?" I'm not going to say. Why not? What a cre- you don't have credibility. You can't lose it. I'm between 29 and 49. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Whereas when, when, I was, uh, when I had a job. And I was sat next to somebody young and they were talking about how they were a millennial or a generation Z yeah. or something like yeah. that. And I remember my response being that you can be whatever you want to be, but nothing is ever going to sound as cool as Generation X. And that's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> you must be on the cusp of it then. Uh, I, I'm Generation X.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. That, that's like, I've kind of given my age away there. But
0: yeah. Look, yeah. if it's any constellation, I am as well. I'm just a bit further along on it.
1: I don't know. We could be, be
0: summer age, and we're gonna like talk about this without giving our ages away. I'm very comfortable with it. I'm I'm in my early 50s, Ajma. Okay, so there's a bit. There, you are? I am. Oh, man, the camera takes 10 years off. Puts 10 <laughs> kilos on takes 10 years
1: off. <laughs> but there's a you know, I mean I'm in the I'm in the WhatsApp group for the Porsche Cooled Owner Stories. Ah, yes. Okay. Yep. So in that, they were talking about, would you buy, given the choice, would you buy your birth year Porsche, Mm -hmm. or would you buy your graduation year Porsche? So for me, it'd be my birth year because it'd be a cooler. Yeah. Because my graduation year equivalent is going
0: to be like a monstrosity. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> With a <the> whale tail. <laughs> yeah, look. Yeah, I'm in the long hood era, right? <laughs> so the, uh... You know, what, I am too, I think. I'm I'm in the not much bigger than two liter class, right? Of um nine eleven ownership. I have oh, I on. I think my nine fourteen you know, I used to have was my birth year. When did the nine fourteen come out? Seventy? I'm going off cuff here. I'm going to have to
1: look it up now.
0: Oh, okay. You keep talking and entertain the listeners while I... <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a fun car that was so underpowered, it was incredible. So mm. not the 914 six-cylinder then? Oh, no, no. I was... No, that was uh, outside of my uh, price range. I this, this car cost me like $2,000, Ajmar.
1: Oh, $2,000. That's amazing.
0: And I went to the States and and imported to Australia. 69 to 76. Jeez, I was close, wasn't I, when I said 70? Yeah. you almost sounded like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it was an ace. They, they made two eight-cylinder ones. Yeah, I know. And I, one of them was one of the flat-eight one, it's the same motor out of the 908 race car, right? And, How do um, they fit that? The car's only so wide. It goes the other way. The width of a boxer motor doesn't change because of the number of cylinders. It's the length, isn't it?
1: No, but, isn't, it, it fit, but it's the cars, the, the, the engines in the middle, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's behind the firewall, but then you've got that great big long boot yeah. behind it. You've got a lot of real estate back there. Have you seen the oh size God. of a 912 or 356 engine out of a car, Ajmal? Yeah. The thing's tiny,
1: right? Yeah, that, that's tiny, which is why it sits so far in the car. And as a
0: result, a 908 probably only double that length. Well I guess
1: yeah. Cause when you look at a uh, nine eleven six cylinder mm-hmm. uh,
0: old. Yep. Like the engine's pretty packed in. Oh, I don't reckon it is. There's tons of room in there. I don't know. Look at all you that room. Like it- if you look if you pulled all the um, the air-cooled ducting out of the back of a 911 and had a look at the 911 mm. in there mate there's a ton of space in there they do LS conversions on 911s not on long hoods no well, do you, what do you think the actual the wheelbase hasn't changed that much once know. they went to the long wheelbase what year did they change the wheelbase was it 67 once they went to the long wheelbase on the long hoods?
1: well uh because the short the wheelbase, wheelbase cars, base, they're the really
0: valuable 911s, right?
1: Yeah. So I think the long wheelbase
0: was like late 60s, wasn't it? 68, reckon, 69? No, I reckon it was really early in the development. But anyway, there'll be someone out there that'll send us a message to tell us we're idiots. We're supposed to be, know what we're talking about when it comes to Porsches, right? Yeah. But, no, no, people, people should know that we don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm qualify that. I don't. <laughs> but, the, you know, the, there's a ton of real estate in the back of one of those cars.
1: But then – because
0: then they're essentially the same, aren't they? Was it, nine, the nine, up? Was it 964 or was it a G-Series car they put that V8 out of the 928 in the back of that they've got at the Porsche Museum? The one-off? Yeah. And there's also one there that's got an Audi V8 in the back of it too in the Porsche Museum. Yes. I think Lee Sibley talks about that one. Okay. I can't
1: remember which one it is now, though.
0: But anyway, the, the point is, is – you can fit a big motor between where the gearbox is yep. in the body and the back of the car, and still maintain the silhouette without the whale tail.
1: Yeah. Well, I see. It. I've having now driven a 911 E. Yes. Compared to a 912, mm-hmm. and you can really feel that the weight is way out there at the back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in a 912, it's it's you know it's yeah. directly behind the seats. Well, it's, it, was, it was borderline um, mid-engine, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of over the wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not over the wheels, but it feels like it's mean. over the wheels. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but whereas with, with the 911E, even though it was a 2.4, not a massive engine, but you, you feel it. It's like when you go around a bend and it's wet and you go, whoa, I know the engine's way back
0: out there. Have you driven Mini G series cars? No, not at all. Ah, okay. I've barely driven any. What's going on? You need to do, you one know, of your YouTube channels not getting the, um, the subs. You need to get out and drive some cars. I do need to drive some cars, I know. I? If anybody out there is listening
1: and has any interesting cars that they would be happy for me to drive, remember I'm risk-averse. Oh,
0: look, you know, you should go and have a quick chat to the guys at DK Engineering. They'll probably loan you a GT1 or a career GT or something like that, wouldn't they?
1: You yeah, they're going to go, who? You're that bus guy, aren't you? <laughs>
0: Is, <laughs> this I, what say. You, if you say yes, you might be with the better chance to get the spin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: yes, I was like, yes, yes, I am. Can I have a car, please? And I go great. Yeah. There you go.
0: <laughs> no, in, in, all, in all seriousness, you just need to start dropping the Porsche, the uh, Porsche Talk podcast bomb on them. Now go. Ooh, yeah, okay, he's a <laughs> keys, Ashwell.
1: Or I maybe that one. Yeah, because I walked past the Lamborghini garage today, mm. and they, <laughs> they had. Three
0: STOs. Yeah. And look, 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 I I own a Hot Wheels looking car, right? An embarrassingly Hot Wheels looking car that, you know, every P-plater wants, but, you know, at my age, I shouldn't be driving, but I do love it. (laughs) The STO is just a wealthy man's version of a Hot Wheels car. Well, no, absolutely. I
1: was with my friend who's in his 50s. We were walking past and... We looked at it, and, and the first thing we both joked about was you could tell it's an STO because it says STO on the front, <laughs> like in big letters on the front. Yep. And then we walked around the side and go, Oh, look, it's got STO on the side. It's on the door right on the tomb, isn't it? on big, big letters. Mm.
0: And then you look at it and go, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't be seen driving that. I wonder how much like a car like that actually costs in the UK. It'd be exorbitant here in Australia because of our luxury car tax, right? But it must be a what? It'd have to be a 200,000 pound car, wouldn't it? I don't know. I could find out really easily.
1: I just could just go walk in there and go, how much is it? How much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how much for that? But the thing is, there's always, and that because it's a dealership that's, there's three of them There's Aston Martin, Bentley, and Lamborghini. And they're all one big building. Yeah. And there's constantly uh, Instagram influencers picking their cars up. Yeah. So there's, you know, people filming it, this, that, whatever. And then because I follow some of the sales guys yeah. and, on Instagram and then you see their Instagram and then you see them yeah. link to yeah. somebody else and you just think, I'm going wrong here. If I turned up in my
0: 996, they'd like sweep me out. <laughs> Look, we've got a similar dealership over here, right? And in, in the one dealership building complex, Ferrari, Maserati, Lamborghini. Rolls-Royce, Aston Martin. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, there's a lot of big hitters. They do not give influencers oxygen. Wow. Like, and to get to give you an idea on how much they don't, you might recall um, last year or early last year or late the year before the new um, – Dawn, Rolls-Royce Dawn. No. Was it Dawn? What was the last one? Ghost Extended. Anyway, I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, the um, Rolls-Royce Asia Pacific reached out to me through my um, YouTube channel and said, we'd like you to review one. We're going to have the production prototype at that particular dealership. Um, On this date, can you make yourself available for four hours with the vehicle? And no. you said I wouldn't be seen dead with that. <laughs> and I said, yeah, okay, I could probably look after your roller for four hours, right? And they said, can you liaise directly with the dealership to arrange a range of time, blah, blah, blah. Mate, I could not get through the receptionist. It was impossible, right? So anyway, I'll go back to Singapore where Asia Pacific's managed. I said, no, nah, they're not going to give me any oxygen, blah, blah, And she was furious, this media relations officer for Rolls-Royce, right? Anyway, within about four minutes, that dealership calls me apologising. And, um, you know, I did the whole thing. I said, look, if there's ever any opportunity to do anything else, and they said, as far as we're concerned, we'd be quite pleased if we'd never see another influencer in this dealership again. And I didn't even speak to them. I just had to go and get the car and leave the car back with them and that sort of thing, you know what I mean? It was... So some dealerships just don't see value in it. And, look, I sort of get that for yeah, the, I get that. those particular brands. They don't need the influencers to sell their product. They've invested so much in those brands. I'm surprised that if so many of those brands do have as much influ- use influencers as much as they do because, like, Ferrari doesn't need to sell more cars. You know. Yep. If, you know, Aston Martin aren't stealing customers from other brands. You know, they – if you want an Aston Martin, you're born an Aston Martin, aren't you? But also,
1: I, I really do. I agree completely because if people who follow influencers, mm-hmm. then or people who who have the means to go and buy an Aston Martin, a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, a roller, do they are they influenced by influencers? I don't think so. Look, are they people who would be looking at Instagram and looking at influencers? I don't know. Look, what I would,
0: I've got it wrong. What I would say: there are some influencers who I I use them as a reference to get a better understanding on the features of a car. And the two in particular, I'm happy to talk about, are Doug Demuro. Yeah, right? like Doug. He's very thorough in um, you know everything that they could that you could be interested in in a car. Shmi, you know, Shmi 150 does a pretty good job of when, you know, like he cranks out some content and, you know, if there's a car out there and he's more, I, I really enjoy um, Henry Catchpole's method of yep. reviewing cars, but it's so um, produced whereas Schmee's blog style, or oh, sorry, vlog style and, um Doug's vlog style I, fo- I relate more to because they're more like that that's the sort of product I could probably produce. Do you sort of get what I mean when I say that? And yeah. that I feel closer to it whereas with um the car fiction stuff as great a production as it is it's more like going to a f- the movies than it is being told yeah. about a, a car, you know? Because I've not I've not seen a huge amount of
1: stuff that Schmid puts out and there's he he does get a bad rap from a lot A lot of people don't like him and I I don't really understand I've seen one full video of his Mm -hmm. which is where I think he's driving back from Germany and he's Taycan sure and he's talking about what's happening with the future of electric cars and I kind of agree with a lot of things that he said about Mm -hmm. the how how ownership is going to expand on electric cars, sure. EVs, and why we should be wary because mm-hmm. if we're doing it, because some people are just doing it because they're gadgets. Yep. There's something new and shiny to have. Yep. A lot of people are doing it because they're being told that it's the right thing to do for the climate. Sure. And it's not always the right thing to do for the climate because we don't know. It's like when the diesel thing, everyone said, buy diesels you know, 15 years ago. And now we're finding out, actually, they were really bad for the environment. Yeah, maybe but we should have put no. particular filters on at the start. Yeah. Exactly. And now, where if someone says, oh, go and buy an electric car because it's better for the environment rather than driving your 25-year-old 3.4 naturally aspirated engine. But if, if you know, even now, if we use the data that we have available, the best thing for the environment for me is to carry on driving that car. If I say I'm going to bin that car and there's a whole load of climate impact that I'm going to create by recycling that car and then there's a whole load of climate impact by the production of me buying a new electric car and then no idea what's going to happen when that battery needs replacing and another one's going to have to be produced and how, what's the energy on recycling that? Then suddenly you go,
0: actually, yeah, I should just keep driving because we don't know. Well, yeah, well look, you know yourself, cars at certain price points... Are relatively disposable. Okay. Mm. Once they become um, cost prohibitive to repair, they no longer get repaired. And a great example of that, of a car that was supposedly good for the environment, is Generation One Prius. You know, yep. 12, 14 years ago, might even be 20 now, right? When those first Priuses came out, they were everywhere, weren't they? Like you could not turn a corner without tripping over a Prius. But how many Generation 1 Priuses do you see on the road these days? No. You, you probably couldn't even tell me the last time one. you saw one, could you? No. And it's because once that tech became cost prohibitive to repair, things obviously got crushed or they got, you know, they're sitting in sheds or they're at wreckers or something's going on. With them. I don't know where they are, right? But obviously mm. at some point they weren't viable to repair any longer. So yeah. – the lifespan of that vehicle has actually been under 20 years. Yeah. So it's the point you make about your 3.4 litre naturally aspirated punch out dirty carbon dioxide out the exhaust, the fact you can not create a carbon footprint by replacing it and disposing of your current one, that has to have, add a lot of value to the, you know, to um, the lifespan of the vehicle.
1: Absolutely, because there's always a better way to do it. You know, the better way it would be to not use cars, to not, you know, to have some kind of communal sharing thing going on. But we don't do that. And, you know, people still want their cars. We Certainly in the UK, the ownership of things is still a thing. I think in the EU it's less so. People rent, people rent cars, people rent houses, flats, whatever, apartments. And I think around the world it's probably more people do that kind of consume. Uh, They they consume things as they go along, whereas over in the UK we like to own things. Now you know, someone said to me, "Australia's the same." Yeah, so people have said to me, "But you've got three cars, you know," but I can only drive one at a time. It's not like I'm driving three cars at once. Yeah, and they're not being crushed, they're not being recycled, nothing like that. Uh, Apart from the biohazard in the box, that is
0: probably bad for the environment. No, I'll get you know. If you took the cover off it. That, um, yep. what's growing in there is probably converting carbon dioxide to oxygen as we speak. It's doing its own carbon offset. Oh <laughs> my
1: god, as that is brilliant! The hydroponics environment, yeah.
0: yeah. So, you, you, you <laughs> are, yeah, <laughs> that, that is, uh, what is it called? It's um, carbon positive,
1: it's yeah, oh, carbon positive. No, no, that would be carbon. Negative? No. Is it carbon positive, positive negative? I don't know which don't,
0: one would be right. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is, I want to call it carbon neutral. No, nah, I reckon you're going, yeah, for, you're going the other way. You neutral, would bre- neutral would imply break-even. It's got to
1: be. Or you mean I'm going above and beyond? Yeah, well beyond. Yeah, yeah, it's right. I'm offsetting because you're not 9/11 driving well. it either.
0: I remember, that is true. It's offsetting my nine eleven. There you go. All you need is a boxer with a garden in it, right, and that will break even on the other cars in the garage. And I could smoke whatever grows in it. Yeah, look, I wasn't going to go that way. If I smoked and I was that way inclined, which I'm not, if anyone's listening. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't help our sponsorship Um, hunt. Yes. Yeah, okay. No, it doesn't. Unless it's one of those those Californian companies, you know. Yes.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yes. That's what I need. I mean, we need that because I've already put off the pale ale, people. We want the Prosecco sponsorship so we can go over to Italy and sponsor it and not just get drunk. We could drive there.
0: We, we shouldn't drive back.
1: Not drive back. No, we'd, we'd stay there. Have, have you been to that region? Uh, no. I Mostly I've been to Umbria. Oh, okay.
0: with well, that area Georgia. where Prosecco's grown the town that is yeah. in the center of prosecco production is called Valdobbiadene mm. and I've, I've I've been there a few times I've raced bicycles in northern italy and you know I've raced there a couple of times it's a tiny little town that's amazing with terrible roads like um some good roads you know the, the tourist route in and out is fantastic but every other secondary road around it is driven yeah. by tractors you know with carting Tons. Which it's probably two thousand, uh, probably five thousand years old as well. <laughs> it's not quite Roman roads, but there could be Roman roads <laughs> under the layers of ash felt and repair and concrete. That is that is, um, that is true. Being put on top but
1: we should. You know the uh, amount of prosecco that I drink. We should
0: be sponsored by a prosecco. Yeah, it's a, it's a very sympathetic calorie count too, prosecco. Yes. And also it's, you know, it's much lighter than champagne so you can drink more of it. Look, I know there are, I know there are um, wine connoisseurs out there, right, very unlikely listening to us, but I'll take a glass of Prosecco over the best champagne there is any day of the week because, you know what, you can drink a cheap Prosecco when it's acceptable. There's very few cheap champagnes that are acceptable to drink.
1: That is true. I tried a Waitrose champagne the other day. Now, Waitrose, do you know I Waitrose over in the UK? It's no. like a... A posh uh, supermarket. Oh, okay. Uh, I tried their own. You know, it's the Queen's supermarket, and uh, I tried. (laughs) I tried. I can't believe it takes about six
0: or seven episodes to mention the Queen. Yeah, but keep going. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's their. Carry on. Carry on. Move on. Uh, it's It's their own champagne, and I thought it was okay. But you know, I do like a a Dom Perignon or a Krug, or you know, not not. I'm not.
0: You know. We have, a Chris, term, we have Chris, a term Chris, for this in we have a term for this in Australia. It's called wine wanker. Wine? Well, I do not masturbate wine. No, no. It's depends just depends how much you've you had to drink, but you're, you're behaving. <laughs> you're behaving like a wanker if <laughs> you you start um, talking like you know something about wine. Even, though, even even if you do know, that even makes it worse. I don't though, because yeah, I went. But you know what you're like. think. Let's face it. You know, that's all it is. You take a swig. (laughs) Okay. No good. This is the thing that, my friends would
1: say, "Oh, but you know about what?" No, I don't." Literally, I go to a restaurant I go to somebody's house, and I have a glass of wine. And I like it, and all I'll do is turn the bottle around, and have a look at what it is. And go, I'll buy that next time I'm in the supermarket. <laughs> That's it. And I remember that I'm not like, "Oh, this one's got you know legs and oh, the tannins, oh,
0: the tannins,
1: tannins, yeah, tannins <laughs> and sediments and mm. all of those things." Oh
0: yeah, this this was on but the this, this was on the southern hill that these these grapes came from because they didn't quite have the same sweetness.
1: Oh, well, well, well. There's something. Actually, I'm, I'm going I'm to confess a little something. Wait, this can be good. If there's anybody listening in Italy, and they know about Sagrantino, then uh, they should get in touch because that's a wine that I love. It's have from you, a region where I was married.
0: Have you drank Brunello? Pardon? Have you drank Brunello? Yes. Well, the town that comes from, Montalcino, that's where my wife and I were married. Wow. That is amazing. This is what we... Do you know what? Our tour of Italy is writing itself. <laughs> we, 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 ha- we are definitely going back in a couple of years because that'll be our 20th wedding anniversary in a couple of years. In a couple of years? Wow. It was our 10th last year just gone. Good. You know, because I'm much younger. This, Yeah, I was about to say the... Um... <laughs> The difference between our ages is becoming more and more apparent, isn't it, in this podcast? It's it's not, it's not, we're, not, we're not that different in age. I'll tell you off, off air. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, it's, you know, if you think about it, that that, that is that talk. Prosecco region.
0: Yep. Where you guys got married. Yep. They south, south, just that whole uh, area south of uh, Siena there.
1: Yeah. Over we're all, Umbria. You know, back up to like Perugia, you know, Umbria. All up there. It's, I don't know. If, yeah, I'm, I'm
0: sure I've told you in a previous podcast, but we used to run a cycle tour company in Northern Italy, so yeah. I'm very. Yeah. Uh, I can take you to places. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like psychedelic, psychedelic places. The it's um, quite a monster does that. But I also know at a place very close to where we spent a lot of time uh, near Lake Garda is where the. Three Five Six Club of Italy is based, and oh, I should be racing all of these, these stops. Yeah, uh, so I'm, down. yeah, so I'm, I've, I haven't been to it before. I only found out shortly after my, the last time I was there, and um, I haven't been back for a number of years for several reasons. You know, becoming a you know a new dad only nine years ago, and etc. etc. The um and. When we go back, I'll definitely be spending some time there because you just, you know, very few countries appreciate Porsche like Italy does. The Italians love a Porsche. Well, do you know where my 912 was
1: delivered when it was new? Beirut. Milan. Oh, was it really? <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah,
0: it's, it's just full circle around the country. We're going to do it. I remember... Um, I was at a um, a talk in a little village up in the um, hills above uh, Riccione, which is on the Adriatic coast, and it's where um, Valentino Rossi grew up. And he was doing a talk to, in the in the main square to the. He's the honorary mayor, so he goes there once a year Ooh. to <laughs> to talk, right? And um, they asked him about you know, he'd, he'd won his one millionth world championship at that point, whatever number it was, right? And um, they, they said, do you, do you reward yourself? He said, yeah, I've actually bought myself a new car, but you can't tell anyone what it is. And they, well, what is it? And he says, I bought a GT3. And they said, well, surely you must want to buy a Ferrari, right? And he goes, no, no, I wanted to buy the best.
1: Because <laughs> he, te- he test drove. Michael Schumacher's Ferrari,
0: didn't he, Formula One? I don't know. I think he did. Very likely. He's done a lot. A lot of those athletes do that type of thing, don't they?
1: Yeah, because he's been around so long. And, you know, Schumacher retired the first time around from Ferrari in 2006. Yeah. And it was before then when he was still champion. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he test drove it then. Um, But you saying about the Adriatic coast, because I I went to um, Croatia pretty about 18 years ago. Uh, that's where we
0: had our honeymoon.
1: Well, on the coast, it's on the, the, where we went is Ravinia. It's on the
0: Adriatic mm. coast. Yeah. And it's beautiful place. Have we talked about Porsches yet? I, yeah, I did mention the 912. We talked about the space in the back of 912 and how 914s couldn't fit an 8 in it, but I convinced you it could.
1: Okay, well, we have then. I can carry on talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, let's so, talk, yeah. <laughs>
0: let, let's keep going on this travel vlog.
1: <laughs> so we, we stayed there, and there was this beautiful restaurant which was kind of cut out of the the hill yeah. and the Adriatic. Is, is it on. in Croatia or in Italy? In Croatia, but because it's directly across the Adriatic from Venice, yeah. it, it had a very Italian vibe to it. Is that in Rijeka? Well, the place is called Ravinia, so I don't know what the oh word no no is. Ravenna don't know if that's the wider region or not i don't know i've spent a bit of time over that part of italy i can't remember a venue that's all it's a quite small place yeah okay and but and it's right on the on the coast sure and there's a restaurant cut out of the hillside so you walk up and it's on the street and you walk in through the front door and they you know say oh your table's not ready yet okay so you get a cocktail at the bar and they give you a, a these big cushions and you go and sit on, on at the side, mm-hmm. but you're sat with your feet in the Adriatic. And when you go and sit down and you go, I'll have the sea bass or whatever. And they go, Oh yeah, this was caught at the Adriatic just this morning. And I just thought, this is, this is the life I should be living like this for the rest of my life. But then, you know, you've got to come back. Then and, you go back to the UK. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with the UK. I love, being where I love living where I live, but I wish I wasn't in the corporate hamster wheel where you oh. do and say things because everybody else is doing and saying it. Got it. That needs, which I guess this allows me to do. There would there would no
0: doubt be. Oh, you have frozen. Big, oh, have I? Oh, I'm your back. sound has gone. Okay. Oh, you're back. You're back. Okay, great. You disappear for a second. Yeah. yeah, there would no doubt be. Um, people who live in that town that are not going fantastic mm. as well, who are living a compromised lifestyle and they travel to places, like, because there's very few, like, the first time I we went to Thailand, I couldn't believe how many Italians go on holiday to Thailand. It's too far. Well, oh, look, when you live in WA, everything's too far, but you get used <laughs> to the distance, you know. But, yeah, to, like, about a third of what the main town in Koh Samui, is actually owned by Italian restauranteurs. Oh, wow. Is it real Italian food or is it, it is, Italian it's, food No, for no. It's, it is like it's good Italian food there because they're all Italian restaurant owners that have migrated to Koh Samui. Wow. Hmm. That's a little known fact to me. Did you? I tell you, I did a bit of research on, I want to talk Porsche for a second. Remember then? Go on then, I'll allow it. As a 356 sympathiser, right, I've got the the book that was put out by the Porsche archives, it's a full history of the Carrera, which is, when I talk 356 Carrera, I'm talking four cam motor, bevel driven, the same motor that was essentially put in the um, 550 Spiders right up the 718 RSK and the 904 GDS, right, so that engine life, and- it's got a full history of every car that was made that had that motor in it and what where every motor ended up, where it was delivered to, okay, in this book. Oh, point. wow. And one of them got delivered to Bangkok. Now, Carrera 356s are mm-hmm. incredibly valuable. It was actually a Carrera Speedster, you might remember. They had that big stink Kicked up about someone trying to sue Jerry Seinfeld over a f- car that wasn't actually the real thing or something like that a f- couple of years ago. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was a while ago. I, I only heard it sort of a little I I yeah. saw a headline. But, you know, that was a multi million dollar car, right? And I know there were a couple of Australian delivered 356 Carreras. Um, I think actually there might have been about four of them. Two of them are still owned by one family here in Australia. And those cars there, they estimate are valued at about 1.5 to 1.7 million Australian at the moment. So these are big, big money cars. So I started um, through my network of contacts, of enthusiasts, etc., to find out what happened to the car in Thailand mm-hmm. that was delivered in – I think it was 61 or 62. That was a long time ago. Thailand in 61, 62, yeah. right? Would have been it's very different. you know so Asia it's incredible. You know. <laughs> it yeah. Before tourism no, all, it essentially would have been a thing there, you know? Because it would have been hard to get there as well. Cars vanished. Yeah. No one that knows where vanished. There's no th- that VIN number has not reappeared. Do you think it's someone's secret collection somewhere? Yep. You know, the concept of a barn fire. Look, if, if a car is no good anymore because of um, environmental damage and it not being used, it would that would car would be an atrocity with that humidity in the joint, right? Yep. Like mm. all those, you know, those cars that have gone to rubbish by the Sultan of Brunei, same sort of concept. But I wonder yes. whether or not, I wonder whether or not it, the car has just passed through family hands after generation after generation after generation. After generation. Like we're talking and he's in a- 60 plus years now. Is in a hermetically sealed garage somewhere. Incredibly unlikely, that part of it, but possible.
1: Or you could just take that VIN number and like, supplant it onto
0: your car and say, "Ah,
1: look what I've just found, imported from Bangkok. Yeah, I don't know about that. I well, think it would be you know, much
0: more satisfying
1: to have the real thing. That is, that is true, but, you know, I guess 1.5
0: mil is 1.5 mil. No, there's no arguing that number, is there? <laughs> yeah, we can't do that now because we've said it. I had it. I tell you, it was a really nice. Um, talk about cars on the market. There's a stunning, long ownership car that popped into the market here in WA today. Went up mm. to um, uh, three eighty seven or an eighty eight three point two liter Carrera in metallic green. Hang on, have I heard of this one? Because crystal, I hear crystal metallic green or something's called. It, it literally just came on the market today. It was delivered oh, in right. new in Perth, never left Perth. Been in the same family for about eighteen years or so. Wow! How much? I can't it's remember. Be crazy I think one hundred and sixty thousand Australian. See when I see the
1: prices of these kind of cars in Australia, yeah. so that's eighty thousand pounds, right? Yeah. And I see some of them and I just think, wow, that's insane money. Because the car, the the price of car, I don't know if it's rarity. I don't know if it's, I I don't know what it is. Because a lot of people see them as investments. And you know, when people say, oh, here's a 10 year old, whatever it is, 911 GT3 or whatever it might be. And they go, oh, but it's high miles because it's got, you know, 30,000 miles on it. And you go, well, yeah, because someone drove it. And then, then you go, well, actually, it's become an investment. So if you buy it for that money and you use it, does that mean you're taking value off it? And
0: is the value go, not well, the experience?
1: Exactly. Then, because then you'd be thinking, well, why am I buying it if you're an enthusiast? And is that the difference? There's an enthusiast and there's an investor? I don't know. Well,
0: you see, two years ago, pre COVID, realistically, a very good 3.2 G50 gearbox Carrera. Australian-delivered, in a unique colour, with a good service history, which this that's all these cars is, right? 80 tops, right? Mm. So I reckon yeah. the car's doubled in value in through COVID. And look, G-series cars have been very sympathetically uh, increasing in value in the market, probably more so than any other model, you know, within the 911 mm. range in the last two years. Because they, you know, they they were the unloved air cooled car for a long time because of so many were made. Yeah. No, the, true. Know, and look, you know, you know, you know yourself. Nine nine sixes have benefited from the same problem where they just yep. they made so many of them. Like, I would hate to think how many Tiptronic 9, uh, 996s were made. It would be tons, right? Yep. And absolutely, there's yeah, so many of them around in the UK. You know, and like a tip a tiptronic car here in Australia but that's half the value of a manual now a 996
1: wow over here it's not that different to well oh, that's massive, but it yeah. is there is a significant difference but it's not that different and so when i when i every now and again i look uh, on trader and i look for the cheapest 996 just yeah. to see comparison to what i paid for mine and sure. what, was, what they were going for then and okay i got mine for a Lot less than even then they were going for, but they were around about nine and a half to ten thousand pounds, so you know, twenty thousand dollars. And but now you go you find twelve and a half to thirteen thousand for probably, uh, you know, a cab tiptronic in pretty decent condition. What about a manual?
0: What what money are you paying?
1: Um. You could probably still get one for around about that price if you wanted to get one with higher mileage. Sure. Still with service history. So, you know, and, and that's the thing. There's so many of them around with high mileage because they were able to do that
0: mileage. The, the, because cheapest, because, you know, it's the cheapest coupe for sale in Australia at the moment, and this is as of today because I was looking at the um, ma- cheapest manual coupe. 996? Yeah, 996, 3.4 litre. Your generation, the ones with wires, right? Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, 78 and a half.
1: What? And
0: that's what? Low mileage? No, no. Really no, good history? That had oh, – I'm going off memory here. I re, I, I, I'll i say 250,000 Ks, so what's that? 150,000 miles? Yeah, which is roughly
1: about the same as mine.
0: Mine's got 156. It's like it's right on the 250 is getting on the cusp of when you're thinking about doing something about the motor. That is a lot of money. But that's hell of a lot of money. what's really what's really distorted our market over the lifespan of the motor vehicle is the luxury car tax we pay here. Right. And the, the government can't do anything about it as that i can see because for and the, the reason is besides the fact the government loves getting the money right mm. besides that if they were to remove that tax they're going to devalue the market immediately yep. right by a chunk of dough you know it's proportionate yep. to the value of the car of course but if people are out there and they've bought a brand new, let's say you bought a brand new nine nine two, which to give you an idea, that starts at about two sixty here, right? Yeah, that's the starting price for nine nine two in Australia because of our luxury car tax. But if we didn't have luxury car tax, that car's probably about one eighty, right? To would, it,
1: would it drop to one eighty though, or would it? It wouldn't drop by that amount, would it? Because people would still try and cash in. Well, let's say.
0: The if you have finance on it, mm. do you think the bank's going to allow that car to be? Um, they're going to they're going to stump up that shortfall between uh, asset value and debt. Not a chance. Yeah. So yeah. that's where the whole thing will tip over. Like most people still finance cars, particularly when you're talking about cars in the multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? And I'm just using a nine nine two as an example. What about when you're going to brands like BMW? Mercedes-Benz, Audi, right? But yeah. there'll be thousands of cars out there that'll have shortfalls because you've got your depreciation, plus you're going to have your, you know, it's, there's no, mm. why, the, you know, the whole banking inter- sector will devalue that whole market. And all of a sudden you've got all these people out there, you know, with a um, shortfall, the bank's going to say, look, you've got to give me $64,000. I was thinking. And, and that will snowball the values dropping of the cars because so many get dumped on the market. Yeah
1: absolutely and I, one of the things that i was thinking was just in terms of comparison of the market over in australia and how different it is to sure. nearly everywhere um is i was thinking should i go on the configurator create a car and you do the same exact same spec let's see do what it. we come up with yeah, we should do it for the next one just do that independently share the spec we both do no, exactly the same what, let's do let's do
0: this easily right No options. Yep. 992GDS. Okay. No options. Okay. Delivery process. That works. Okay? Yeah. Let's do it. And we'll do, we'll talk right. about it next week. Yeah. So
1: tune in next week. Next week? Next time, because next week is our guest. Um, Good point.
0: For that one. And we'll see what it is. And we'll actually use a currency converter to get the real value yes. on that moment in time. To see where yep. the difference is.
1: Yep. Because then, because when you when you do the configurator, that
0: does that include the luxury car tax? Yeah. The, it, it, on the configurator I mean, here, it's the drive-away price. Right. Okay. Same. Yeah. It should be the same here. Yeah. yeah. And and so that drive-away price includes the state taxes that are relevant here. Right. Yeah. You because know, if I do it here or I do, I do it in Melbourne or I do it in Sydney, the price is different because the different states you live in in Australia have different um, laws and um, taxes to oh. use the car, you know. I didn't even talk about this week um,
1: that I've got to get a family wagon because my wife's given me an ultimatum. What are you going to do? Uh, well, I did that usual thing where I go on the auto trader, I put in my uh, requirements and then I sort by distance because I don't sure. like travelling far. Yep. mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so what I went the to see
1: one yesterday.
0: Sorry? What were the options? What vehicles dropped on the table?
1: Uh, well, she wants to stay German. So yep. ideally she'd like some kind of golf. Yeah. Okay. And But I went to see an Audi A3.
0: They are good cars.
1: So I went to see an, like a 2010 Audi A3 I went to see yesterday. 100,000 miles, basic model. Um, and it, you know, silver 3000 pounds, right? So I go and see it and it's a lot of, a lot of money
0: going. for a $1,200 golf.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it is <laughs> 3000 pounds. So I go, I go to see it and it's in a really dodgy part of town, you know, a part of town that I wouldn't normally go down. Yep. And, uh, the guy shows it to me. And instantly, you know, when you go, oh, that's had a dodgy repair on the back there, yes. <laughs> and and he goes, no, no, no. If you look on the register, it's not recorded. And I went, it doesn't matter if it's recorded or not. I can see it. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, it's it's minor. And he went, I'm sure it's not. But you know, the petrol cap, the fuel yes. flap, it's off centre in the in the
0: really hole in the body. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get what you saying. So I
1: open it. I open it. I massive overspray. Oh, really? Massive overspray inside, right? So you could see. And then look closely and you go, oh, the gaps aren't quite right. And instantly I'm thinking, uh, and my wife's gone with me. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? Just, She's like, just buy it. Buy it and let's go home. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know. So we, we test drive it. It drives great. Everything works on it. And I was like, no, I am not, I'm not. I don't know how badly it's been in a crash and how badly it's been Well, you been know repaired, how badly it's been repaired. Yeah, and, and that's it. And she went, well, what, what's the, the downside? And I went, the downside is... Every time you look at it, you'll know it's been in a crash. I, I don't think I want my children in that car. So we walk away. And the next one I'm looking at is, where well, I've got to go this afternoon, is two miles away. It's a 2010 VW Golf, but it's like a base model. It's sure. like, you know, they're the classic ones that you see locally that old people are driving. Yeah, yeah. And, and at the same time, I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to be driving that, even though my wife will drive it most of the time. But I don't yeah. want to be driving that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. Look,
0: my advice to you, in your budget and the era of car you're looking at, you don't want an yeah. Audi. You don't want Audi problems with, a v, with at a V-Dub price because yeah. anything goes wrong with that car and it's right at that sweet spot of age where it's cheap for a reason, right, that yeah. as soon as anything goes wrong with that, you've got Audi premium, not v premium. That is true. You know, so regardless – if you're thinking 2010s your era, you're you're way better off going for the the, um, the people's car, in my opinion, because yes. of you want the people's uh, repair costs.
1: Well, the the golf is is more of a favoured car in our family anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, I know we've been going on for absolutely ages. But the um, I'm not as everybody knows I'm not an SUV fan. Yeah. But then I saw a car randomly come up, and you know when you go. I really want that car. But what was it? It? Will, mean, it will mean divorce. It was a, a Nissan Rasheen. I don't know what that is. We don't get those in Australia. It's like a 1993 Nissan 4x4 SUV with tiny wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and it was magnolia colored with a check. Interior, yeah. and I, you know, There's no I, need you, to, I Listen, it, but I love that, I want that, I must have that in my life.
0: You've got to, you've got to maintain the focus here. This is not to do with you, this purchase. In fact, um, you may very well be best not being involved in this discussion at all with her.
1: She might, she will just go and buy one if I don't.
0: But it will end up being a golf. Oh, you know, and then what are you worried about? Why you even got yeah. any, you shouldn't have any emotional investment in this.
1: That is true,
0: but she will spend twice the money I would spend on it. It doesn't matter. And you know what? And, and how You know what you're going to have? You're going to have a, high, a moral high ground that if anything goes wrong after this point, yeah, don't talk yeah. to me about it. I've, well, I've got, no, I've got no
1: comeback. It's her money anyway, so. <laughs> well, what are you
0: worried about? What have you been involved in the conversation <laughs> for?
1: <laughs> but it's just, it's just things like, you know, she wouldn't have spotted that that car had been in an
0: accident. Yeah, sure. And look, and, as well, I've got... In our house, our family car, which Hmm. is my wife's daily, is a Volkswagen Tiguan, right? Oh, yeah, popular car. My brother has one. Yeah, a couple of years old. I don't know what more you could want out of a car than this car has. It is, look, I get the SUV thing. I get it. Don't worry, right? But if you're going to yeah. have to have a family-sized car that's going to do everything, be comfortable, be easy on the juice, all that sort of stuff, I could not recommend one enough.
1: See, t- to me, my 911 is all of those things.
0: I get it. I 100% understand yeah. it. But you know what? You, I get it. You get it. But the person that's going to drive this car doesn't. I know. So you fl- what are you flogging this dead horse for? Don't tell her I called her a dead horse either. Right? I know. It's, yeah. <laughs> It's like she's,
1: she gets Tourette's or something when she has to drive it. Just move on, just move on, my friend. If she's listening to this, I just wanted to know how much I love her. By
0: the way, <laughs> was like, if she is listening to it, she wouldn't have got through to an hour twenty-five.
1: Yeah, she wouldn't have got through. She wouldn't have got through that. But just in case she's walking past the door. or Yeah, something yeah, like nice. that.:
0: Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I like your style. <laughs> <laughs> love you. <too. laughs>
1: but but it is. I need to. She's gone. Like gone. And buy a car right now, because it's like she drove to work on Tuesday. And it was just, oh my God. The I always get abusive text messages. It's like it's not, you know, it's like she said it was it felt like it was windy on the motorway and it wasn't. But, you know, and it's basically because the tires are going flat. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I have not yeah. been pumping them up and and I didn't want to say that. And she went, Oh, so you're not maintaining it. Is that why you let me drive a dangerous car? And it's like, Oh, I can't yeah. win on this. Yeah,
0: no. That's why I just listen. Just go buy the golf. I'm not going to do it. Oh, the golf, what, the golf that's local. What that's I would, like what medical. I would recommend if you're buying a golf from our own experience. Well, we've had a lot of golfs in our family, and I, I do like them. I think they're great cars. Right. Get a golf station wagon, or what do you call them? Golf estate. Estate, yeah. yeah oh, golf see, is seen handy. More. The estate is handy.
1: That's the thing. See, at the moment, it's going to be a real workhorse. It's going to go down to the tip. You know, we're going to get the an estate also. then. So, yeah. So there's one down the like five miles away and it's again it's a base model mm. but it's like two and a half thousand pounds but the gulf that's nearby here is the same year with much better condition but it's four thousand pounds but it's not a station wagon estate
0: go get the wagon
1: oh this is this is. Sp- far too oh,
0: look, the tentative. car's twelve years old. You're splitting hairs for Christ's sake. What over that? The- that is true. As a percentage of the difference in condition of these two, if you broke that down to misuse per year, you're talking about small percentages here. Yeah, true. I feel like we've gone off the Porsche thing. Ah, it's it's a, it's, it's a Vag uh, conversation now.
1: Do you do you think we? Everyone, ignore what you just heard. No, as in Volkswagen Auto Group. I know, but we never say "Vage, don't we? No, I've said it now. We've <laughs> said VAG three times now.
0: But <laughs> well, you talking about groundhog before. Showed, it's, it's always VAG. You never say vag. no. You never that's say. The, vag. That's what we jokingly call the whole the whole group. Oh, no. You know, here in Australia. <laughs>
1: If anyone's watching the video, they would have seen my face go. Ah! <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, you
1: can't say "badge." You can't say "badge group" either because mm-hmm. they'd be saying
0: group. "no, well, the G no, party's group. group." Yeah, because you'd be saying "group group." Yeah. Otherwise, "var var group." Yeah. Yeah. So you'd say that sounds a, like that var group. sounds a little bit, you know, Bulgarian or something. Though.
1: Yeah. It's like it's like in the UK. There's a, a bank called TSB. Okay. And it stands for trusty savings bank. But everyone it says it's a TSB, TSB bank, don't they? Yeah, you can't say TSB bank. No. Because it's, you know, trusty savings bank bank. Because
0: <laughs> yeah. it's wrong. This is so gone <laughs> off topic. I feel like... let's topic. Hey, listen, we've, we have crapped on for nearly an hour and a half. I think we could pull a oh. pin.
1: Yeah, I think we need... someone needs to pull the pin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and it better be a parachute. So <laughs> I've, it's been a good chat. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you're still here, we appreciate it. Um, if anyone's got any ideas, guests, Magnus, if you're listening, just reach out to Ajmal because I know he's a little yep. bit of a soft touch on yeah. you, so he'll, he'll answer your call. Yeah.
1: Any, any Prosecco vineyards, Sacrantino. Brunello. That the one that you said? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. one of those. Uh, we,
0: I'm sure we can discuss terms. Um, more importantly than that, though, Make sure you share this uh, podcast link with well, every podcast we do with the Porsche Centre in Great Britain up the road from you there so that they understand we do know about Sagratina, I mean Porsches. and um, Yes. And they can start giving you some cars so that it can help your channel along. Yes. Tina, if you're listening, please give me a car to drive. Yeah, new one. I want you to drive new some thorn. new ones. Yeah, you, you
1: not
0: know, the, what's you, the... You need to what's drive a couple pink? of 992 variations, a couple of Caymans, maybe a Taycan yeah. or three.
1: I mean, if I come down there and you go, oh, I've only got
0: this Macan turbo, I'll reluctantly, I'll take that. But,
1: um, but there's also, what's the you new? You would so buy a McCann floor?
0: as an anti-SUV guy once you've driven one, you know that, don't you? No, no never happening. Firstly, I can't afford one. Secondly, no.
1: doesn't
0: matter. Be like, Wouldn't stop you. No. They'll have sympathetic finance. I feel so dirty
1: in a bad way, not in a nice way, in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're
0: not talking about Facebook. We're talking about Macanza, right?
1: <laughs> but it's what's the new colour? What's, the, what's that new colour? It, it's like a pink colour. Something oh, that berry. ice pink frozen colour,
0: whatever it is. The, the, is it frozen berry or something like that? Yeah, something like, like that? that, yeah.
1: Looks it's amazing. Awful. No, it's not amazing. I drove past and I could see, like, over the dual carriageway, mm. the highway, sure. I could see the Porsche garage because mm. i was going to ikea which is next door yeah
0: and uh you didn't and like I frozen berry? cars. i don't like it no oh so there's a couple of them getting around perth i love them no and, so, and like what about Adver- what about the adventurine green
1: oh see that i could get on board with kinder but when you look at like the crayon colored ones mm. and this frozen berry, i think it's frozen berry yeah then I, think I think they're of the moment ones they're of the moment. What, what colour you do you buy, Ashmal? You buy the usual colours. Yeah, I don't know about that. Black, silver, oh blue or God. red?
0: This, sure. you know, this whole conversation has just turned into missionary position for car purchasing.
1: Missionary position for car purchasing.
0: It's just so vanilla, it's incredible. Missionary is vanilla. All right, this is
1: like, a, we haven't got time to talk about that now.
0: <laughs> we might come back to it. Okay, Ron, thanks that's for a listening. Whole different. <laughs> we need to explore the conversation of Porsche colours. Yes. And their longevity and of the moment. Yes. This and will,
1: be, this will be a good topic. This will be a good
0: topic for us to cover in a couple of weeks. With Magnus. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <gasps>
1: Don't don't speak ill of Magnus, of the Magnus. The we'll
0: Magnus. And <laughs> uh. also all seriousness, I'd i I'd love to have a, I'd love to uh, have him on the show. Let's uh, let's make a let, hey, get his people to talk to our people.
1: Magnus, you know you want to.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna get a word in edgewise. You go all funny <laughs> when you've got a hero worship thing going on. Oh, I
1: love Magnus.
0: Yeah, all right then. Magnus, touch base. Ajmal, have a great week, listeners. Please do all the stuff we spoke about earlier. If you are watching this, hi, um, please think about subscribing. We'll put the links into the podcast only if you only want to listen to it. And if you're watching the podcast, we'll put the link from the to the YouTube video there as well. Yep, have a great week. Thanks for listening. See you, Ajmal. Thank you, everybody.
1: Cheers, guys.